Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike MA show or the Ike MA podcast, whichever one you prefer. I'm joined in the studio this evening with a special guest, uh, Dean Garnett. Dean, how are you? I'm good, man. What's happening? No, but I've been, um, for me, this interview is almost long, long overdue uh, because you're someone who I've been following for for a while, you know, your backstory and not just MMA, because you're so, as in, you know, you're very intelligent and uh, very articulate. I've heard the conversations you've had with people, the podcasts and the interviews you've had on YouTube. And, you know, you're the sort of person that, well, you're not what people would expect from a combat sports athlete, especially in mixed martial arts, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. You do have some really, as in, um, informed opinions about what's been going on, especially um, during 2020 with the lockdown and with yeah. COVID. Yeah. Um. So look, um, I know that I could read this online or wherever which resource is out there, newspapers or on the internet. But, um, I always ask every um combat sports athlete or affiliate, you know, a bit about their backstory, just where they come from, um, who they are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, I'm from Liverpool. Grew up in Spee. Rough council estate. No sob story. Like had everything. I had everything I needed provided for me, so I had a good upbringing, but just grew up on a rough council estate, and about 19, I remember thinking I was a bit of a tough guy, so I wanted to, to get into MMA, I'd been watching it since I was about 12, I remember watching um, Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture on Bravo, it was the first, one of the first fights I ever watched, um, and I was just always intrigued, um, so I finally got into it, I like 19, and I've had a, I've had a, you know, a very interesting journey, and I've, I've got no regrets about anything in the sport. But I've gone to uni, got a degree, opened up my own academy, um, you know, fought on some decent, decent shows, managed to travel the world fighting. So I'm just someone who's pursuing a passion, um, as a career rather than, you know, just getting up every day going to work for the man. Um, but I just think, you know, you talked about obviously all the, the things I spoke about pre twenty twenty as well, um. I just think that's that's the fighter in me, you know what I mean? Um, I've had a bit of time away from fighting from 2018, but, you know, that was due to a hiatus from ACB. Then I got my jaw broke end of 2019. Then we had the pandemic, which is obviously something I was anticipating. Um, and, you know, that sort of distracted me a lot. So it's nice to finally be back, back where I belong after being competing. So... From that, how did you get involved in you know combat sports, as as particularly mixed martial arts? I actually boxed um, as a, as an amateur when I was young. Started boxing about eight. I've done that. I was about twelve. Had a few fights, and I kind of just fell, fell out of love with it. Um, I was still watching MMA then, but it wasn't until I was nineteen. I just went on Google and you know banged it in, and I left the gyms. Come up and I remember being like shocked, thinking, "Wow, there's like." five or six places I can train here in Liverpool. Um ended up going to next generation, spent like seven, seven, eight years there. Um and then, you know, moved on and opened up my own academy. So I was I was there, just took a leap of faith. I remember thinking on my first day, I'm definitely gonna stick with this and do it. And then on my second day I remember thinking I'm gonna be a coach as well. This is something I could happily get out of bed for every morning to go to work with a smile on my face. So yeah, I'm 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 very happy about you know pursuing MMA as a as, as a full time career. I 
in one of your interviews, um, I you did. I do remember you mentioning that um, the sort of home you came from. I think your your dad was a very very like the British sort of stiff upper lip, as in was you know basically didn't take any nonsense. Was um, yeah. quite iron fisted and and all. Yeah, that's all. Did that kind of let me say um, inform and influence your decision to go down the combat sporting route? I, I wouldn't. I, I would say so in some ways. Um, I did take a few beatings when I was a kid, like, and I also had a few bullies before I was about ten, and it was kind of when I went to secondary school, I ended up just standing up to a couple of them one day and getting the better of them, and just thought, you know what, I've got a bit of fire in me, and. I've never backed down from a fight since. So, yeah, it definitely did propel me. You know, other people having the ability to inflict violence on me and me not fe- me feeling helpless. So being able to fight was always something that I knew I wanted to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was sort of, it was a skill I wanted to, to accomplish. Mm, no. Uh, back then, where you are now... W- everything you now have have achieved and everything under your belt is it something that you visualized that this this is this is what what i want to achieve this is what i want i'm going to make it happen i'm going to do whatever it takes to make this happen 100 percent. so there was, there was lots of stuff like that to be honest obviously having my own academy you know i was I visualized that and you know we run a we run a post 16 beta through throughout university that was sort of i learned about there and started to plan and develop and visualise that and we've we've done that. Um, you know, I visualised going on a journey with, with lots of the amateurs that I, that I was training when I was fighting. Mm-hmm. Some of them like Mohammed Mokhev, Liam McCraffin, you know, they're on UFC and Bellator in the next four and seven weeks. So, you know, all this stuff I imagined to come. Um I imagined I'd be fighting the UFC to be honest through through prime in my career. That's probably one of the only things that hasn't materialised. Um but again, I did. I did have offers off the UFC when I was nine and on. I just signed for ACB, but unfortunately, it came three days after I signed that contract, and then I had a get out clause. I lost to Magomedov, but had a really good start to the fight. Just got clipped and never recovered. Got choked, and in the second fight, I lost Anthony Leone. I was in Australia. Again, if you watch the first two rounds of that fight, it told me, and then I started to gas because of the big weight cut to bantamweight and. Uh, the UFC get out close and speaking to Sean Shelby at the time, they said, Look, just beat Leone. We watched the Magomedov fight you. You were dominating that fight till you got clipped. So beat Leone and your, your original offer was ready to go, ready to sign. Um, obviously, I lost to Leone. I bounced back with a win against Dominic Wooden, um, which, you know, was, was a decent win at the time. He's obviously, you know, he's a good prospect and he's gone on to do pretty well. Um, and then I broke my jaw the following year. So, you know, I've, I've, I've achieved most of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's not so much fighting in the UFC now that, that you know, when I was much younger, I had this fantasy. And, and it was one of the things that I thought defined me, getting to the UFC. Um, having the offers almost feels the same anyway. And, you know, even being there as a coach definitely is a satisfying experience. But, you know, I'm still only 34. I jumped straight back into camp for a fight, mm-hmm. you know, last week with eight weeks to prepare. And, you know, no disrespect to Miguel Harrow. He was probably the easiest fight I've had for a while, but <laughs> can't complain with a little layoff. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, there was a bit of pressure to, to dispatch him quite 
easily and convincingly. And I'll be honest, I actually remember, you know, he, he, even when I threw those shots that hurt him, I, I wanted him to slow down and give me more time to enjoy being back in the cage. I wanted mm-hmm. to take me time. I wasn't, I wasn't really going out there thinking I'm going to put him away early, but, you know, he was a little bit aggressive and he, he, he drove himself onto, onto my shots in the end. So, yeah, still, still a lot to do, mate. The night's still young. Mm-hmm. I have to say that fight at Hexagon um, MMA, MMA um, back in Paris, um, 13 seconds, round one, knockout. <laughs> that, that's crazy, Dean. Yeah, <laughs> that's just crazy. But getting to um, combat sports, I mean, and this is something I've kind of asked every person that I've interviewed, but again, I like to get the answer from the person themselves. Um, was there any concerns with things like your health because you know any sort of long term injuries or some sort of long term effects could have on you? Um, no, not really, mate. Because there's like anything you can do it safely, can't you? So for me, we don't spar with much head contact, okay? Um, I don't need to go to the gym and prove anything to anybody. I, I know once once the cage door shuts, I'm I'm, I'm I'm ready to fight. You know what I mean. That that just I can just flip that switch in any moment. Um. So, not really, mate. I think uh, as long as you you, you know, I think, I think of anything that the things that have put the most miles on my clock will be the weight cuts that I've done. I've done really stupid weight cuts, and you know, with having a lot of stuff to manage, owning a gym and being a coach and all the other things I'm involved with. I think sometimes I was losing my discipline around me, my nutrition, everything else was always. Tight. I have no issue motivating myself to train, completing all these sessions. But what I do struggle with is not having a chocolate bar sometimes or, you know, not eating. I just spent nine weeks in a calorie deficit, but I've done a good job. Um, so, yeah, I think I think there's different ways you can put miles on your clock in MMA. And the worst way to do it is in the gym because you're not getting paid to spar. It's not going on your share, dog. So I just think, you know, you should be training with the right training partners and, the, the intensity can be there. The heart rate monitor can be hitting hitting those red zones. That's that's hard to bother. It's not not a lump side training partners and everything else, you know. I think the legs and body are fair game in the gym, but I think in terms of, you know, CTE and protecting your brain, mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's a it's a no brainer, you know what I mean? There's it's why why there's there's a couple of lads in the gym who who are notorious for the in ours. Sam Lynch is one of them. Name. He's probably the worst for it, but you know it's not gonna long term. It's not gonna benefit them. I've had I think fifteen or sixteen pro fights, and if you were to watch them all, I've been it maybe five six times a good chance. Um, so you know I'm I'm lucky in that sense. I might be thirty four, but I haven't been in a load of wars, and I think four or five good years now in the position I'm in where I've got a lot of support around me with the gym. You know, I've, I've got a full-time career now, but I can actually put 95% into a fight camp when I need to. Mm-hmm. And my business still runs and, you know, the, the the guys and girls in the gym still are getting the needs met because we've got such a big team of coaches with me. My business partner and, and head coach, Phil Turner, I've got Aaron Robinson, you know, Liam McCracken, Marlon Jones do a lot. Um, and Aspire. So there's a, there's a big team there that, that sort of supports people from the top right down to the the little ninjas and the juniors who, who start as young as three. You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, practice it safe, man. That, that's that's the 
the only way to do it. It's I've got a mantra that that I love, and it's it's not train hard, fight easy. It's train smart, fight hard. Yes. Yeah, for the day, yeah. man, you you turn it up to fight hard. You you're not turning up to fight easy unless you're fighting bums. You know what I mean. So you should be training smart and turning up ready to to perform at peak levels against top opposition, ideally. Oh, there you go. <laughs> With regards to weight cuts, um, you know, I've seen that the, the um, fighters or the athletes who make weight fine and they meet the weight that's regard that's not regard that's required for them to compete in that particular fight and event. But I've seen some really um, severe cases sometimes up on the scale and they will literally just faint there. Other cases I've heard, you know, and I won't forget some, but I heard some, that some people lost so much weight they've heard their brains literally vibrating their skulls because they've lost so many weights and the calories have just been too low. Yeah. Um, there's, there's definitely some deaths that have been attributed to weight cutting uh, by a coroner. So it has happened um, multiple times. So it's definitely the most dangerous aspect of fighting currently. Um, and I'm surprised it's not regulated better. Some of the medicals we have to do to make sure we're fit to fight and then to allow us to do that, it's just crazy. And I'm guilty of doing it myself. And, you know, now I've came back to fighting, I'm, I'm definitely thinking more towards featherweight, certainly, if I want to stay active, because I don't need to be cutting 15, 15 pounds overnight. Um, it's extreme. And I don't think it does anything for your health or your performance. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it also, it can benefit you um, if done well. But, you know, there's pros and cons and, it's a shame that there's ten pounds between weight divisions at the lower weights. You know, if there was a super bantam weight class, sixty three point five, sixty four with your allowance. My last fight was at a catch weight, sixty four weight in sixty three point six. That'd be a perfect weight for me. I'm lean and I'm cutting five percent water. Um, but featherweight, I'm a bit smaller. I could probably make it cutting no water. You know what I mean? Mm. So more weight divisions wouldn't wouldn't go amiss at this point. Of course, yeah, no, definitely. People have been talking about that even in the UFC. They've been saying more weight divisions, so there's that flexibility. You don't have to specific restrict yourself to certain calories and weights in order to uh, compete in the fight. Um, you are fighting out of next generation MMA Liverpool, no. No, that, that's our Saturday. That's our fight out of me. I'll blood respire on what's brought together me. Ah, uh, okay. Because I was think that's the same as Shamrock BJJ. Yeah, no, I, don't, I haven't trained there for like eight years. Ah. Uh, Nine years. Um, but so, look, um, I've been following you, your content for a while, listening to it and just got the conversations um, that you've been having. But what I really... Um, really annoys me is that there isn't a lot more news about you i mean the way you fought just the other day that's spectacular it's really it was really good and also you're very intelligent very knowledgeable about politics but other stuff outside what you do and what outside your craft no i i think no go ahead sorry to interrupt you i was gonna say i I think you know i've got to be be better opposition of a well to be really uh Make him make him noise, but you know I'll, I'll do that in the next fight. Also, hopefully we get some big big opposition next. Um, I've got a list of questions here to to ask you. Um, do, do, do. UFC two eighty seven. Um, I just want to get yes. your opinion on that. Adesanya versus Pereira. Yeah, 
Hopefully I pronounced his surname correctly. Adesanya versus Pereira. Who do you think will win? Is this being rebuffed, is it? This the second fight? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I said I thought Pereira might knock him out in the first fight. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it again. But is he's quite possibly the most technical guy on the feet. So, you know, maybe it's their time lucky for him. But do you know what? That that that's a fight I wouldn't bet on. You serious? Yeah, that wouldn't bet on that at the minute. I'm, I'm literally split 50-50. Because if it were me, I mean, I'm not I'm not a fighter. I've never been in Oxygen in front in a crowd in front of a crowd of people and cameras hoping, you know, aiming and fighting to win. So I don't know what that feels like, you know. Um, but I would have thought that and someone said this to me that because this guy's beaten him for the, what, the third time for Adesanya, Pereira will be forever in his head until he fights him again and wins the fight. So I was thinking that Adesanya is going to work and train and do whatever it takes like mad until he beats this guy. Yeah. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised though if, if you know, Pereira beats him and then moves up to like heavyweight and beats him all hill. That guy's, that guy's a, a ridiculous beast. So... Don't yeah. be surprised if he's a two-way champ. Um, this will be. I hope it doesn't come across as an awkward question because he's still very young, and um, you still got a lot of fight, a lot of life and years ahead of you. But when you have decided to hang up your gloves and uh, probably retire from combat sports, what is the one thing that you want to be remembered for? Then. You know what? Just, just that I was someone like integrity and someone who, who was legit at what he did. I just that's about it, really. That do me. Just people. You just want to be recognised for, for for the work you've you've put in. So yeah, not more than that. Just be, just be known as someone who, who had integrity about what he did and how, how he conducted himself. And you know what motivates me to, to turn up to the gym. It's, you know, it's all about developing people and. You know, being part of the community, you know all that. That's 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 why I do what I do, so if I can have an impact on 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 a, on a group of people, that's positive. Then fine. And look, any news on your next fight, your next opponent? So, I was pushing Hexagon to fight five weeks this Saturday, but unfortunately, I'm not going to make that card. I think maybe it's too short notice to get a a legitimate opponent to fight fight five rounds. I wouldn't take a five round unless I had twelve weeks or something. But obviously, I was rolling straight off one fight onto the next. I come home from Paris on the Monday night and I'm back to two sessions a day Tuesday last week, taking over with everything. So I'm I'm just staying ready. And I'm not exclusive with Hexagon. So there are other shows, other European shows that I'm currently talking to. And be nice to get more fights in this year, maybe four four fights. So. You know, maybe March, April, I'm going to get something somewhere, get me belt on Hexagon in June, and then one or two more to finish the year. No, no, good. Good. I like that. Um, Stay busy now. Yes, 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 definitely. Um, Hopefully, I'm not repeating myself, but is it that you would like to um fight one day in one of the big major mainstream promoters, such as, okay, the obvious one, the UFC, better to one championship PFL? Is also one of your goals? Um, I mean, it always was when I was fighting, but I think I almost retired. Um, in fact, I practically did retire. Um, 
you know, I was literally saying six months ago, I'm, I'm going to just not have to fight on the game. Only had myself and folks on the gym. But Gustavo, Firmino, um, my manager, sent me a nice contract with Hexagon and it motivated me to get back in. And I'm glad I did. And now I'm, I'm not really putting too, too big ex- I just don't want to put like expectations on anything. I want to just enjoy it. So I'm fighting a featherweight and, you know, I just want to enjoy competing. It's, it's something that I got into for the love of it. So not that worried, um, but it would be nice to fight for the UFC or, or, or a PFL tournament, something like that. But if it doesn't happen, you know, I'm not too worried. I'm, I'm happy either way. I would like to see that. Yeah, oh, well, listen, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think I'm capable mm. of doing that. Certainly, they'll get another fight or two. And listen, I'm going to be at UFC London, ready to make weight, fit, with all my medicals and a recent victory on my record. So... They've got no excuses. They've offered me fights before. If if any featherweight or bantamweight fights ever pull out, I'll literally dive in on the day. So nice. I'm, I'm going to be literally there waiting to jump on a fight. Last but not least, um, Dean, is there any affiliate sponsors or family you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, so Pride or Die Feel Supreme sponsored me for my last fight. And then obviously all the guys at the gym, Phil Turner, Adam Robinson, um, Ed Bavloff, uh, he's an American guy based in Osbury's with us for the next two years. Make glimpse from the line to Smoy Tiger Bluff, maybe getting some weight with him. Danny Fletcher and Femi, me, me S&C coaches, Charlie Mitt, me nutritionist. Um, adding a boxing coach to the, to, to the team next week, Joe Tonks. Just, you know, every everyone who's part of the professional team, I'm just privileged to work with you all. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to a busy year, not just with my fights, but with the lads as well. I said I'm in Dublin this month, London the month after, and Marlon Jones has got a big fight. Uh, Callum Mullen's got a big fight on FCC, two fight, two title fights there. So you know we we we're starting to turn over some unbelievably bright amateurs mm-hmm. to the pro ranks as well. So exciting times, mate. It's 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 a good time to be Dean Garnet, and this is the lifestyle I always dreamed of, and I'm, I'm living the dream every day. Awesome, awesome. I love that. So. Guys, Dean, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, if you, if you enjoyed um, the episode, please don't forget to hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. You can also catch the episode on iTunes, Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. And once again, Dean, thank you so much for coming on. And definitely, please, we have to do this again and probably a, an earlier time because I, I, there's a lot of things I want to ask you about from what I've heard from your other interviews. <laughs> MMA is just making up, up like a small portion of the stuff that you know about you. Yeah. <laughs> why don't people know more of you? As in, why don't people know who more people know who you are, especially here in the UK? Because this is your home base, so um, you know what I mean. Well, I think to be honest, mate, certainly in Liverpool, I'm probably more well known for all the stuff around, mm. you know, what's going on in the world than I am MMA. So, you know, certainly locally. You know, I am, but it's one of the things, mate, there's people like me speaking out all over the country sure. who share lots of great information, but, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a tough one, man. Um, and to be honest, I've got me allotments. I'm always learning about one day getting off grid and, and having a homestead, and I'm, I'm going to do that. That's one of my goals, and I'm going to achieve it, and I'm going to be self-sufficient, and I'm not going to be part of this central bank digital currency, 15-minute city craft that's coming down. We'll finish it on that, eh, bro? 
All right, Dean. Thank you so much for coming right, on. Thanks. I definitely have to do this again. Thank you again. Yeah, man. Definitely. Nice one. Take care. See you later. Bye.